Hello and welcome to Theology and Coffee, the podcast that gives you bite-sized theology for life on the go. From creeds, catechisms, church fathers to biblical theology, this podcast is the one-stop shop to get you more literate when it comes to understanding God, the meaning of life and the universe. Your hosts will sometimes be me, Chris Wickland, and sometimes my wife, Tracy Wickland. So get the kettle on, pour your favourite brew, get your Bible and your notebook out, and let's do theology and coffee. So before we begin our journey on the road of scripture, creeds, liturgy, etc., we must start from the premise of faith in God, or simply put, I believe. Now we need to ask, what does it mean to say, I believe? To believe, one needs to have faith. And we know that faith is a gift from God, according to Ephesians 2 verse 8. But I want to emphasize that this particular episode is not going to focus on so much on what God does for man to help him to believe, but mostly on the concept that man has the capacity to believe in God. Because obviously God has made man in his image and therefore the heartbeat of man should be he wants to connect to his creator. So that's kind of the angle I'm coming from in this episode. And then in the following episode, which I will host, um, not the one that my wife does, but the one that I'll host myself, that episode will then take us on to the next step, which will be about what God's response is to man. okay, and how God helps man on the road to faith. So today is not about that. Today is just about man's capacity to believe. So we need to consider three things. Firstly, the search for God, a man's capacity for God. Secondly, the divine revelation by which God comes to meet man, which leads to, thirdly, the response of faith. So the desire for God is written in the human heart because man is created by God and for God, and God never ceases to draw man to himself. Believe it or not, that is true. <laughs> Isaiah 55, 1. Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and he who has no money, come by and eat. John 7, 37. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Philippians 4, 4. Rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. Ecclesiastes 3, 11. God has made everything appropriate in its time. He has also set eternity in their heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. The dignity of man rests on the fact that he is called into communion and relationship and intimacy with God. If man exists, it is because God has created him through love. If one were to Google how much the world population is actually religious, and I'm not talking about being Christian, I just mean religious, um, you'd be surprised to know that that makes up 84% of the world's population actually identifies itself with a religious group. Now that may seem a shocking statistic for us, especially here in the West and the UK, where it almost appears that 99.9% .9 of everyone is secular, but actually that's not true. Now, in many ways throughout history, men have showed an expression in their quest for God and religious beliefs and behaviors by the prayers, sacrifices and rituals, etc. Um, that they've done over time. Again, I'm talking about other religions here, including Christianity, uh, and this shows that man's heart as he's reaching out for God or for a God as far as he's concerned. Now, these forms of religious expression shows the universal heart of man that he is essentially a religious being made to know God. I'm not talking about what's right and wrong in respect to other religions and other faiths, etc. I'm just purely talking about here the, the innate desire of man to worship. Okay, so Acts 17, 26 to 28 says, From one ancestor, uh, God, made all nations to inhabit the whole earth. 
and he allotted the times of their ex uh, their existence and the boundaries of places where they would live so that they would search for God and perhaps grope for him and find him, though he is indeed not far from each one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being. However, this intimate and vital bond with and to God can be forgotten, it can be overlooked, and even outright rejected by man. Sin in the heart of man essentially perverts his longing for God and makes him rebel, hide, and flee from the call to know God. Isaiah 59 two. But your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. Isaiah 53.6 All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Romans 2 verse 5 But because of your stubbornness and unrepentant heart you are storing up wrath for yourself in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. Here is a quote from a church father, sorry, known as St. Augustine on this whole issue. And this is the quote. You are great, O Lord, and greatly to be praised. Great is your power and your wisdom and without measure. And man, so small a part of your creation, wants to praise you. This man, though clothed with mortality and bearing the evidence of sin and the proof that you withstand the proud, despite everything, man, though but a small part of your creation, wants to praise you. You yourself encourage him to delight in your praise, for you have made us for yourself, and our heart is restless until it rests in you. Great quote there, yeah. So what are the ways man can come to know the knowledge of God? Firstly, it's important to state that God has a place in this knowledge, in that he helps and leads man to the revelation of the truth. John 16, 13, however, <coughs> however when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. And it's not just man reaching to God, but also God reaching to man to help him see the truth via the Holy Spirit and wisdom of, and revelation. But again, we will look at that in the next podcast that I'll do. Uh, Ephesians, I'll just give you some scriptures here quickly. Ephesians 1.17 I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Um, so man comes to know God via the intervention of the Holy Spirit. But there are ways in which man can become aware that there is a creator God. Um, so, for example, creation tells us about God. Romans 1, 19 to 20. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. Ever since the creation of the world, his invisible nature, namely his eternal power and deity, have been clearly perceived in the things that have been made. Man can come to an intelligent reasoning that there is a God. Sadly, however, when our hearts are hardened by sins, we tend to believe in lies instead of the truth and can thus even totally deny that there even is a God. So there is way, uh, so there is way more we can say here and there's loads we could go into. But today's episode is really just a little snippet and one half of the coin. Today we've looked at how man can believe and, and how humans are essentially religious beings. But the other side of the coin is how God then comes to meet man. And this will be looked at when I do that next episode. And now it's time for Weird Facts in Church History. 
Today's strange fact is that did you know that the age of martyrdom gave way to the age of monasticism? After the Edict of Milan, Christ's church experienced an age of freedom that they'd never seen before, i.e. the persecution had stopped, and this newfound liberty brought an end to the age of the martyrs and gave way to the age of the monks. Christian ascetics left the cities to go to the deserts in Egypt and Mesopotamia to wage war with the devil. These were the new heroes and heroines and legends of them abounded. The most popular account is in the life of St. Anthony of Egypt, who after hearing a local priest proclaim Matthew's injunction to seek perfection by selling all one has, see Matthew 19.21, he left everything behind and went into the desert near the Red Sea where he lived in consecrated solitude. What do you think to that? Well, that's all we got time for today on Coffee and Theology. So until next time, take it easy. God richly bless you. Bye-bye.